0: today i have the honor of bringing to you dr robin graham she is a brand strategist and business coach and she is a wonderful person so she is a christian uh based she has a christian-based business and she has a god calling and feels confident and joyful in everything that she does so i had the honor and privilege of speaking with her a couple of weeks ago so and i'm bringing that to you today so i'm super excited to be bringing you for dr robin graham and i hope that you can glean lots of great advice lots of great encouragement from her because she is truly a wonderful soul you can tell it and you can hear it in her voice and i had so much fun talking with her and i look forward to getting to know her more so without further ado dr robin graham Hello, you're listening to Business Building by Design with Emily Jansen-McGrath. I'm an entrepreneur, mom, interior designer, business coach, and lover of all things beautiful. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stuck, and you don't know where you're going, or if you're going in the right direction? Then you've found me. I'm here to help you with struggles, processes, everyday dilemmas, and implement actionable solutions for your business. So buckle up or put on your walking shoes and let's go. So excited that you're here. And um, today I have Dr. Robin Graham, and she is passionate about serving others and helping Christian women who want to have a meaningful impact, build personal brands, and strong foundations for a long-term business success. Using her Purpose to Results method, she helps her clients overcome mindset barriers, create brand marketing strategies, navigate the challenges of tech, systems, and processes, and take intentional, effective action. Robin is a brand strategist and business coach, host of The Robin Graham Show, and the author of You, Me, and Anxiety, Take Action Over Anxiety to Enjoy Being You, in which she shares her lifelong journey with anxiety to help others navigate anxiety to live a joyful, peaceful, purposeful life. Robin enjoys speaking on personal branding, brand marketing strategies, mindset, anxiety, and faith to help women become confident in pursuing their God-led callings and navigate the digital world of entrepreneurship. She is a wife, mom to three, and a woman of faith. And she is on the executive board of directors for Face to Face Germantown, an organization in the greater Philadelphia area serving impoverished members to the community. So, thank you so much, Robin, for coming and joining me today. Um, Robin's been a podcaster for a little bit longer than I have. I think she's got up to 219 ep- episodes. So, um, you've been in the world a little bit longer.
1: <laughs> Just a little bit. A little. Um, I actually, um, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's an honor to be here with you and get to meet you and know you and and to serve your listeners as well. I actually had a podcast with three other women called Four Chicks Chatting several years ago, and then in 2020, I launched my own podcast, The Robin. At that time, it was the second phase podcast, and then it shifted in 2021 to the Robin Graham Show. So that's where we are today, and enjoying every single second of podcasting.
0: Well, that's awesome. And you, I can just tell you're a beautiful soul. So anyway, um, oh, I you. know that it's, it's, I don't know if you've listened to my last couple of podcasts, but I've been talking a lot about overwhelm, anxiety. And, and, you know, God always puts the right people in the right place at the right time. So, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about you just published your, or you're the author of you, me and anxiety, take it, take action over anxiety to enjoy being you. So tell me a little bit about that and the process, how you got there.
1: Oh, well, (laughs) it's kind of a long story, but I have had anxiety my entire life. I was this six-year-old little girl sitting on the front porch of my parents' home who literally could not be peeled off the concrete steps to get into the carpool car because I had a stomach ache and I was just so incredibly anxious about going anywhere, doing anything. And back then, nobody was talking about anxiety. And, you know, the doctors would say, well, there's nothing wrong with her her stomach is fine. Her head is fine. But yet I had these physical signs and symptoms. Well, fast forward, it affected my life in many different ways over the years. But when I got to college is when it probably was the worst. And I actually suffered from an eating disorder. And then from there, I I don't even know how I overcame the challenges of anxiety, other than the fact it was the grace of God. Um, I had a praying mother, a praying grandmother. And I think that you know that saved me um, but I also was in a a very i guess for a lack of a better word um unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. with a young man you know throughout college as well, and so all of those things kind of led me into this downward spiral, and I didn't get the help I needed when I was younger, but mm-hmm. when my son became I guess he was 12 years old ish. And he started showing signs and symptoms of anxiety. And I knew exactly everything he was feeling. I could tell he was going through exactly what I had been through. And I was like, this is not happening. And at that point in time, we got help for him and I underwent treatment myself. And, you know, as a, as a woman, I had two sons and now a daughter and my, my boys had had anxiety. My daughter shows a little bit of it, but she's such a free spirit and she handles life so much better. And I always tell her, I'm like, I wish I could have been you when I was growing up (laughs) because she just kind of takes the world as it comes, you know, but yet there are little things that she doesn't like change little things like that, that show some signs and symptoms of anxiety. But what I have found watching my kids grow up is that so many kids struggle Mm -hmm. and you know, whether you live in an affluent area or not, there are just so many pressures to be accepted, to do well, to perform all of these things. And whether the parents put it on their children or not, the kids experience this. And I just had this pull, this calling on my heart. And I, I started writing the book and then you, like you said, at the very beginning, God puts people in your path and a, a publisher was put in my path and we had this conversation and she had experienced life similarly to the way I had. She had a son who had anxiety. Our son's stories were very similar and it was just, okay, God, I'm going to do this. And it, she really pushed me to dive deeper into my story and I became very vulnerable, but what it did was it brought a lot of that yuck out of me. And I became this, this person that I'm like, oh my gosh, none of that shame, none of that anxiety, none of those decisions I made over the years matter at all. Because by the grace of God, I am here and I'm now able to help other people navigate this, this monster, so to speak, that nobody wanted to talk about before. Sure. And so I you know people would say to me well what are or why do you expect to get from writing this book I'm like that never never crossed my mind the only <laughs> thing that crossed my mind was if I could help one girl one girl not have the desire to die by suicide then I will have done my job. And so the the book is it's based on faith it's you know it's my story and how faith basically saved me but um you know, I go through my entire journey and it's the do's and the don'ts too. Uh there's a parent book and the teen book. And it's funny because so many people who have read the book who for podcast interviews and different things, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is written for anyone to be able to then navigate their life in a positive way. It's like so many entrepreneurs have said, I wish I had this when I was younger. And so the the principles in the book actually apply to entrepreneurship as well, because it's really, you know, how, how do you live your life so that you can adhere to your values, make good decisions, do the next right thing so you're not spiraling out of control uh, with anxiety. Sure. Well, I think
0: it's not something that I've always struggled with. I've been that, I guess I'm more like your daughter. I'm very outgoing. I just take things and go with it. But now my sister was very anxious as a child and still sometimes is, but I remember she cried, I think every day going to school until like the fourth grade and we live in a small town. So like we knew everybody and people were going to take care of us, you know? So, um, but I know even I struggle with anxiety sometimes, and I've talked about that in the podcast, but I guess I just navigate it a little bit better. Um, but even myself, I have to learn constantly how to deal with it, how to have that positive mindset. So praise God, you were you, and you weren't your daughter. But, you know, because God put you there (laughs) for a specific reason to help other people. And I think that's the whole precipice. And, you know, I've just praised him this week because I love doing this podcast. And if I can just reach one person or one woman who struggles or has been through the same things that I have been through, um, you know, I just that's what I want to do. And that's what lights me up. So, yes, Mm -hmm. thank you and praise God for you. So, okay, so tell me a little bit about your um, you love brand marketing. Okay. So do. yes. So that seems to be what you're passionate about. So how do you help other people figure out their brand?
1: Mm, that's such a good question. So <laughs> with my purpose for results method, we always start with purpose mm-hmm. and clarity around that purpose. What calling has got laid on your heart and where do you see confusion? Where do you feel confused? And a lot of times, um, you know, we get confused simply by what we see online. And mm-hmm. so my my whole program is how can you build this brand and business without getting sucked into Instagram and depending on this algorithm and letting what everybody else is saying you should do cause you to sit in a place of doubt, procrastination, insecurity, lack of confidence, and all of those things. And especially for those people who do have a tendency to be a little bit on the anxious side, because when you start seeing what everybody else is doing online, you end up thinking, I should be doing that. Or, well, if that's working for them, then I should try that. Or well, they're already doing this. So where is there going to be a place for me? Nobody's going to hire me. They're going to hire them. They're already established. And all of these negative thoughts, right? So right. when we really fine tune that the definition of your purpose, and we do that looking at your values, visions, and passions, and where they overlap is ultimately where your your purpose falls, Right. And then from there, once you have that clarity and and confidence around what it is that calling is, what you're supposed to be doing per se, you know, what that pull on your heart is, um, then we dive into creating your personal brand so that you can stand out and and really become visible for your soulmate clients to be able to find you. And then we build that brand marketing strategy. And the brand marketing strategy, I like to start with your website and build the foundation there and then use search engine optimization to Mm -hmm. drive traffic to you. And we do that through other methods as well. Blogging, um, Pinterest marketing, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, some people want to do a podcast. Podcasting is an incredible way for visibility and growing your business. Um, And then did I say Pinterest marketing? I I don't know. I don't remember if I did or not, but Pinterest marketing is, is another, is another great tool as well as YouTube simply because those are, their their search engines, Pinterest, YouTube, Mm -hmm. They're search engines, just like Mm -hmm. Google is. So let's, let's use the things that aren't going to penalize you because you're not doing everything right for an algorithm, but let's use those things that can truly drive traffic to your website and build your reputation that way. And then tap into the social side of things.
0: I think that's great because you get so, um, I don't know. Just social media to me is overwhelming. I don't like it. It's just, it seemed like, because I had a store before this, so it seemed like it was a have to, and I would Mm -hmm. always put it off on my girls and, and, you know, just do this, do this and do this. I know how to do it, but I don't like it. I feel like it's so consuming. It just Mm -hmm. consumes you. You just end up and you've spent hours and hours scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and And then I don't know that it actually does a lot of good because you said about all the algorithm algorithms out there, they change constantly. So it's like you're on a hamster wheel, just trying to keep up and try to figure out what those algorithms are. And I don't like that. (laughs) I'm not on Pinterest yet, but I've heard Steph talk about it and how great it is. I'm on Pinterest, but not, um, putting myself out there on Pinterest. So, um, I love Pinterest. Um, but i'm all about doing this without the social media impact i don't mind
1: putting yeah. something on there every now and then
0: but i don't want it to be all consuming and i think that's yeah where i that's think not
1: it, the the problem with it is, is I love it for building relationships. And mm-hmm. I've built a lot of relationships. I've got some incredible friendships out of yeah. Instagram, right? Sure. But the problem becomes when you find yourself scrolling and comparing or just mindlessly scrolling. And it's like this dopamine hit every time yes. you go on and you see likes or you see, you know, follows or whatever. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, none of those analytics really matter. What really matters is, are you connecting with the people that are ultimately your soulmate clients and Mm You don't know who who these people are, other than a short little clip of a bio. And so, if you build relationships with them, then you can build the no love and trust factor. But you can also do that by representing yourself through your copy and mm-hmm. through blogging and your about page and your homepage and mm-hmm. all of those incredible places that are on your website. But the key is you own that. Your yeah. website isn't going to go away. Email marketing is not going to go away. You have those email addresses, which means you own that platform and you can pop into anybody's inbox anytime you want with a ton of value. And that's going to be a much better way for people to truly get to see who you are as a personal brand versus, you know, being on social media and letting somebody else control who sees your content when they see it and whether or not. It, it's even going to resonate with somebody else, whereas if you've got email marketing, you can nurture and you can use your website as a way to drive to email list. you can use your email to drive to website and and the same thing with Pinterest to drive to your website. Which can then be used to grow your email list. And so when you when you create strategies, and every one of these platforms becomes part of that strategy, you're more able to build a solid foundation versus having things slip away if a platform happens to go down or your account is hacked and you lose everything.
0: Sure, sure. And I think just like you said, I want to, um, you know, just focus in on the impact too that. Imposter syndrome. So many people, they compare themselves to to other people that are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, you know, but Facebook is how I met you through Steph's show and then and, and mm-hmm. through you. So how we connected. So I think it does have its positives. It's just trying to figure out what those are and a balance and it's with Mm -hmm. anything else having that balance. So I think I went to the other extreme. So I would used to be all about it, especially with my store. And then I got on Steph's board of 30 days, no, no social media. And so then I've gone the other way where I think now I'm at a point where I need to start focusing in and figuring out just like the little groups the small groups in our Facebook pages And actually reaching out just like I did to you about coming on the show and through Instagram, building those relationships, but being very particular about who. I build those relationships with. And like you said, maybe focus on my copy and let people know who I am. So Mm -hmm. because I want everything, it's just my funnel. I want everything to lead to my podcast. That's where I want it to be. So, and then from there I can grow my email marketing. And that's one thing I'm, I'm having trouble with right now is the email marketing side. So, you know, how can, how can people grow their email email marketing just, um, I guess more quickly, or especially if you're not on social media.
1: Mm -hmm. So, oh, I love, I love to talk about this because this is one of the key components or key strategies that I use with my clients to create that brand marketing strategy there. So first of all, you have a community. So Mm -hmm. whether you're just beginning or you've been in business for a while, you have a community Mm -hmm. and you have email addresses for people. Now we have to be cautious of GDPR and privacy policies and all those things. But if these people are already in your community, they have already emailed you or you've already emailed them, they're in your community. So you can add them to your email list. But what I always suggest is, You send them a note and you invite them along with your journey. So if you've just published your website, you're just launching your podcast, or maybe you haven't announced one of these things to the world yet. Send all of these people an email and just say to them, listen, this is what I'm doing. And I'm so excited to share this with you. And I would love for you to be on this journey with me. However, I understand if your inbox is as full as mine, you may not want to get my emails. So feel free to unsubscribe. And you're opening the door for them to join you on this journey. And the, the thing about email marketing is when you let them know what you're doing, you become front of mind. And even though that person that's already in your community may not hire you, They may not hire you today. They may not hire you in six months or a year, but they could be having coffee with someone tomorrow or next week who says, Oh, I'm thinking about doing this. And then they say, Oh my gosh, so and so just sent me an email and she's doing that now. You should connect with her. And voila, you have a Mm -hmm. customer. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to stay front of mind. Now, to grow that list outside of the community that you're originally starting with, there's a lot of ways to do that. But the key way is to create something that is. that you can give them. I'd like to say just like a mini ebook. Um, You could do a quiz. You could do a questionnaire. You could do, um, there's so many things you could do. But I'd like to do an ebook where I give, some information that is very helpful. They can apply it, but it's not every answer, right? Because you don't want to give, you want to give as much value as you possibly can. But a lot of times, if we give too much value in an ebook like that, people get overwhelmed and they're like, well, now I don't even know where to begin. Right. So give, if you create some well-balanced content that provides a lot of value, but isn't overwhelming, It's you can publish that and then have that as a link on your website. You can use that as a call to action at the end of every blog post you write. You can use it as a call to action if you have a podcast, but you can then give that away to people in return. They give you their email address and then you nurture them. Now you want to do a nurture sequence once they join your email list and you can do that by sending out a, a sequence of maybe four emails and just you want to introduce yourself tell a little bit about you and your journey and how you got here but you also want to acknowledge up front their pain points that you understand where they're at on their journey you understand what their goals are what they need from you and what their desires are and then tell a little bit more about your story and then give them all opportunities to get to know more about you your business and the solution that you can have if you have a facebook group you can encourage them to join that also with facebook groups this is so key if you have a facebook group you get the opportunity to have three questions to ask your people so ask them to drop their email list there tell them what you'll be sending them tell them what you do so then they understand well is this valuable to give my email address or is it not Most of the time they give their email address, Mm -hmm. then you add them to your list. So there are multiple ways that you can do this. When you have the call to action on a blog post, that's a great, that's the value of Pinterest is Pinterest is not a place where you're, you're getting warm leads. These are cold leads. So you want to direct them to your blog so they can learn something from you. And then they're going to be curious. They'll download that lead magnet and then they're on your email list. So you can warm them up to be a, a warm lead, which ultimately, hopefully converts to being a client and to you know this can be
0: this can sound very overwhelming and I want to clarify this to our listeners that um, you know we may create one form of content just like this podcast well I take that content and then I can spread it and use it over and over again across all oh, platforms yes. you know yes. so you're not reinventing the wheel it's not like you're doing a podcast and then we are going over here and we're going to got to write a blog about it and then we've got to go over here and put this on Pinterest so we take that content and then we reuse it we repurpose mm-hmm. it and
1: make it to fit that platform correct 100 so you're a perfect example because when you have a podcast episode you can write a blog post and a lot of people will just do like a transcript mm-hmm. but I do a full blog post where it's SEO ready. So it's it's readable, it's got SEO and it's written as though it was just a blog post, but it's the content from the podcast episode. And what that does is that helps my... Guest get more eyes on their business because I'm back linking to them, but I'm also giving my, my readers and my listeners an opportunity then to find links that go to another blog that was about this particular podcast episode or content similar to it, which then keeps them on my website longer, which helps with my Google rankings, but it provides additional value to the listener. For Pinterest, you're creating a pin and you're giving just snippets of information. And from that, those snippets of information, they want more. So they're going to click, they're going to go to the URL for the blog. They'll read the blog post, then maybe go on to another blog post mm-hmm. and follow the map that you've created on your website. And then they'll download that free lead magnet. So your content, as as you create content, there's always something that you can repurpose. Mm-hmm. I don't, you, you never want to create brand new content for every single platform that you're on because you will be exhausted and burnt out. Talk about anxiety. Yes, Forget about it. If you have it, and that's what I love so much about having a blog is that that can be your cornerstone content Mm -hmm. for you. The podcast may be your cornerstone content, but you're creating for one platform and then you repurpose it to all of the other platforms. So that becomes what you put out in your email. That becomes what you post on social media. It becomes what you post on LinkedIn becomes what you, post on Pinterest. And then you have all of that SEO search engine optimization in the content on your website so that Google can find you. Well, I
0: think, you know, I keep kicking myself. I'm like, why don't I have a blog yet? Because I love to write and I always write out my podcast and things first before Mm -hmm. I Publish them, so I'm thinking, okay. And I use that, of course, for my email marketing too, and I just transfer that over. But I'm thinking I could so easily have a blog because I pretty much write it in that form anyway. And so, anyway, so that's my goal for this next year is to to get a website, add that blog, and um, get all that up and running. So, anyway, Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm excited about that. So, okay, so if someone wanted to start maybe a podcast or a website or a blog, what would you first, like they're just clueless, what would you first tell them to do?
1: Okay, the the very first thing is you want to define your personal brand. Your personal brand is what other people think, say, and feel about you. So it's that perception others have of you. And then your branding is your effort to communicate what differentiates you from everybody else in your area of expertise. Every part of your journey has led you to where you are today. No one else can do what you do exactly the same way. And that's the beautiful thing because there are people out there that are going to be attracted to your personality and they're going to like the way you do things. So When you get sucked into that comparison, remember that, that you are unique and that's what's going to attract your people to you. So identifying those things that differentiate you, your brand, your brand identity are those things like your, um, colors, your fonts, your logo. And those are all very important for recognizability, but you want to become memorable through your branding efforts to differentiate your personal brand. So that's, that's first and foremost, right? Then you want to identify with complete clarity who your who your ideal client is. Who is that soulmate client that you know when you're working with them, you're not going to be frustrated. They're going to do the work that you're asking them to do. They're going to do the follow through. They're going to trust you. you. You can trust them in all of those things. Once you have those two things, then, then it's time to look at what your systems and processes are going to look like. What are your standard operating procedures going to be? all of those things that if you were to connect with someone at a networking event tomorrow and they said I want to hire you you want to make sure that before you do anything else you have the systems and processes in place to onboard them mm-hmm. so you have your contract you have everything you need a payment method or a way that you a method you can accept payment all mm-hmm. of those things you want to have that set in stone before you do anything else So you're not going to do PR, you're not going to do sales, you're not going to do any of that. You're not going to post on social media until you have those things in place. Because if you're really fortunate, you could get a client the very first thing, very first time you put yourself out there. Then you want to start with your website. And like I said, I firmly believe your website should be the home of your business, that firm foundation, because if you think about it and if you were to be looking for a service provider or a product or whatever, and you are searching and somebody's Facebook business page comes up and somebody's website page comes up. Which one are you more likely to hire? Which one is going to have more credibility? The person who has a professional website and looks more professional, you're going to trust them more. And so the website becomes very important. When you launch your website, you should have at least three blog posts on that website. And that's a way that Google can find you. And it's it's just key for that search engine optimization when you first launch. And then from the website, you want to plan out. Uh, your um, email marketing campaign and so those are the those are the first things that you want to do to build that that solid foundation and from there you can decide okay what is my primary platform gonna be am I going to use social media to market myself or am I going to use PR to market myself am I going to use which? everyone should um, eventually once they're you know, set, settled and, and everything's going well for them. But that's what I would say. I would say, I would say, keep your head down, focused on the tasks that are going to build your business from the ground up. It's like you think about when you build a house, it's brick by brick by brick. The Mm -hmm. same thing. If you're running, if you're going to run a marathon, you're not going to go out and run 22.6 miles to 26.2 miles today. You're going to get new sneakers. You're going to have to tie the sneakers and put them on and all of those things and then run a couple of miles, then five miles, you know, and work your way up to 26.2. It's the same thing with building your business. You have to have a foundation first, because Mm -hmm. if somebody comes to you and you don't have an onboarding process, you don't have a way to take their payment. You don't have a contract ready for them to sign. They're going to be thinking, Ooh, is this person even legit? Can she really help me if she doesn't have this in order? And then you lose opportunities to show that you really know what you're doing to provide good customer service. And then you lose referral sources if you don't have all that in place.
0: Sure. Well, I think um too, it it gets so overwhelming and I think people try to do too many things at one time. So I think like mm-hmm. you said, just focusing in on one thing, getting that thing going and going well, then you can add later. You can add those yes. things as as you see fit or as um time, you know, or as you feel like you need to. So mm-hmm. and I just did a podcast about chasing sparkly objects and trying to do everything at one time so and I tend to do that because I'm very like all over the place so I have to really try to stay focused and try to make sure that I'm doing that one thing well and then I can onboard something else I can try to take on mm-hmm. something else. and just this week that happened to me and you know I have to listen to my own preaching a lot
1: <laughs> we all do <laughs>
0: I put it out there and then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm doing exactly what I've told my listeners not to do. So um, anyway, but okay, Robin, so tell me, I know um, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but tell me where people can reach you, how they can find you. And if they wanted to work with you, how how can they do that?
1: So the best way is to connect with me on my website, therobingraham.com. There is a resource page. If you just go to therobingraham.com, The Robin Graham.com forward slash resources. You can find a plethora of resources that you can download. I send out weekly emails, um, sometimes multiple times a week, but they're always full of value. But on Mondays, I send out a journaling prompt for the week to keep you on track, to help you have a positive mindset and to take intentional, effective action. That's going to move the needle forward on your business and prevent you from being stuck in that cycle of procrastination. Um, a lot of times they are biblically based. I incorporate scripture in a lot of the things that I do. So if you're looking to grow that way too, it's, it's an added bonus, um, But yeah, I have a Facebook group called The Purpose to Results for Method for the Purpose to Results Facebook group for Christian women and entrepreneurs, and my podcast is the Robin Graham Show. So I would invite you to just anywhere that fits with your schedule and your desires. And then in January, I am launching a brand new group program called the Purpose to Results Academy. And that is where we're really going to be diving into everything we talked about today, but starting and growing your business without the demands of social media.
0: Awesome. And I do want to say that social media is not the devil. I mean, I sometimes no. say that, but <laughs> you know, it, it's, for some people, but it's not for others. And, mm-hmm. you know, yes, I, I utilize it in, to a certain extent, but we're not bashing social media. Like I want to make sure that because someone else, I have another customer or a client that does it well and loves it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's for her. So it's not for me so much per se, but, you know, we want to have that avenue for for women who don't want to be subjected to social media or don't want to just dive in and do everything right. through social media. So that's yeah. what you're about.
1: Absolutely. There's a time and place for everything. And if I could have Instagram and not mindlessly scroll, yes. <laughs> I would you're probably still have it. But to be perfectly honest, I've been on it for years and I... I did use it for my business and I used it successfully. So it is not that it is a bad thing to have, but what I think people need to do is use it once they're established and they have complete clarity around their business and they've built the foundation so that they don't get sucked into overthinking everything or being intimidated because a lot of times people will see what everyone else is doing. And then it puts them in that place of, Fear and comparison and doubt, and then they don't move forward with their business. And, you know, we're God's called each of us to do something, and He's placed this calling on our heart for a reason because there are people out there who need us. And if we get distracted and then we don't discern and we don't take intentional action on our business because of the confusion that being on social media has caused us, then we're doing a disservice to those people who need us and we're not following our calling. So, I just like to to preface it that in the beginning, at least, Mm -hmm. stay really hyper-focused on the tasks that are going to build the foundation first, and then you can do whatever you want to do. But I will say that if you struggle with mindset challenges, then social media will inevitably pull you into that negative spiral at some point in time or another. So it's really important to be able to do that, the, the intentional mindset work to keep yourself from going down that path.
0: Sure. Well, I feel like just like you said, being grounded, knowing who you are and being confident in that and knowing that that's what you, the people you serve and that's what you can offer. And, and knowing that you can do it successfully is definitely a great thing to have before putting yourself out there on social media. And even mm-hmm. me as a positive person, if I spend enough time on there, I'm going to feel anxious and be comparing myself. It doesn't matter who you are, you're going yeah. to do that. So it's about boundaries and having boundaries. that balance. You know, so um, I think that that's important for us to make sure that we follow those and do have those boundaries and keep those, yeah. you know, those blinders on if we need them. So, anyway. And but,
1: a good litmus test yeah. is to how, ask yourself, how do you feel when you get off of social media, if you feel energized and positive and motivated and inspired, Mm -hmm. then that is amazing. But if you close out of that app and you feel down, you feel heavy, you don't feel energized, like, and you don't feel motivated to take action in your business, then it's time to take a step away. And sometimes it's just a matter of doing a detox, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, yeah, it's 30 days
0: and then go back. If you want to, you choose to. Yeah. You know, whatever, yeah. whatever works for you. And I think yeah. everybody's different, and mm-hmm. you know, you just have to do listen to yourself and 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 know what's best for you. So, absolutely. So one more thing, tell us about your um, face-to-face Germantown and the organization you help work with.
1: Oh yeah, so I'm on the board. If we this is such a unique model, and I wish we could sh- we could spread this model around the world. So we are more like a community center than a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. We offer two meals a day and we have social workers. We have attorneys. We have a triage nurse. We have specialist medical people that come in. We have a barber that comes in. We have like all of these different services that we provide. We have a market where we have fresh produce and Food that's been donated and stuff like that for them to come and shop once a week for free. Um, but we, it's, it's truly a community center where people come in during the day, mm-hmm. they leave in the afternoon, but they are well-fed and they sit around round tables and they talk, they build relationships with each other and we build relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And we really get to know the people and it, we provide hospitality, but the key is we're providing transformation. We're yeah. giving them opportunities. A lot of people don't have birth certificates, and there's a myriad of reasons, but it's very, very common in the marginalized population that they don't have a birth certificate. So we help them get their birth certificate so that they can exercise their right to vote. They can get a job. They can get a driver's license, all these things that we take for granted on the daily basis that they have not had the resources to have. And then we have a preschool as well. So we are working with the little ones to get them into really good schools. And we're partnering with um, some private schools, some charter schools, and we're working with community efforts to get scholarships for them so that the parents are involved. They sign a contract and they we're ensuring that these children have a good opportunity for education, for quality education.
0: I think that's so awesome. And you're not just giving them a free meal or a free handout. You're changing a culture, especially yes. with yes. those children. You're 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 changing that culture. Of, mm-hmm. or that lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. um, that to me is worth more than anything. I mean, you can, you can give anybody a free meal, but when you mm-hmm. start to impact their life and change their life and give them the opportunity to change their life, then that is fabulous. I've got goosebumps. So that's just yeah. wonderful. Um, what a wonderful yeah, and our.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, you can, if you give someone a fish or if you give, yeah, if you give someone a fish, they're going to eat it right then. But if you teach them to fish, they're going to have fish for the rest of their lives. And even like with getting them, our attorneys work with them to get the birth certificates. We work with them on housing issues, but they have to be involved they have to attend a class to get their birth certificate like we don't just do everything for them we're teaching them we have a computer lab so someone who had been previously homeless Mm -hmm. actually works and teaches them you know volunteers to teach people how to use a computer like there's and the community uh, people within the community actually volunteer in the kitchen so they're learning how to do things how to cook how to do things in the kitchen um they help serve they help clean up it's it's really about mutuality, respect, um, hospitality and transformation. And that's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful organization. I say, I'm every sure. time I'm there, I i leave with so much more joy than I went with because sure. you just, you develop these relationships and now it's, you know, I go in and they're like, hey, it's Robin, <laughs> you know, and I get a big hug and it's, it's, it's really awesome. But to see the transformation for the children. And I think that, as entrepreneurs, so anyone who's listening to this, this, this is a great piece of inspiration. Like if you can be part of trans transformation, you could literally tr- change the trajectory of people's lives and then their children's lives. So if you're sitting there and think you have a great idea, but you're afraid to act on it, act on it with exactly. that in mind, that you could change the trajectory of someone else's life.
0: Sure. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for coming on today. And I love all that you do. And I think it's just wonderful. And I've got to get on your email list. I've I'm found, followed your blog, but um, I'll make sure that I get on your email list too. So,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, I would love, you, love it. <laughs> well, we'll have everything in the show notes that you talked about and the links to, to work with you and get to your website and whatnot. So, but I really appreciate you coming on today. And I've enjoyed our talk. And I hope to see you soon. And I hope you thank and your family man. have a wonderful Christmas.
1: Thank you. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to all your listeners as well. Thanks, Emily. Thanks
0: so much, Robin. I'll see you later.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Okay, so wow, wasn't she awesome? And today's episode was packed with so many goodies. So here are some takeaways. Number one, let God orchestrate your journey. With Him at the helm, you cannot go wrong. Number two, growing your brand. First, build a foundation, either through a website or blog, pushing traffic to your website or your podcast. Number three, build relationships through social media, but don't let it consume all your hours each day. Number four, grow your email marketing by utilizing the connections that you already have. Number five, walk before you run. Yes, have your processes and procedures worked out before you ever get in too far. Number six, perform the social media litmus test. Does this make me feel good about myself? And lastly, give back. God has placed us here to serve. And as Robin said, change the trajectory of someone else's life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll have a link for Robin's website in the show notes. And be sure to check up on her philanthropy face-to-face Germantown, the organization in Greater Philadelphia, serving impoverished members of the community. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to talking to you again soon.